Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarfone. Thank you for being here today. So hello and welcome to Catholic Money Talk. It's that time of year when we're getting all of our tax forms and preparing to complete our tax returns. And there can be many questions and temptations that we might run into. So today I want to talk about taxes. But first, let's start with the prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face the challenges or the circumstances we find ourselves in. We know that you love us and that you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today I want to talk about taxes. And I think there's some confusion that many of us can run into regarding taxes. And I really, I mostly want to focus on the main principles. And if we've got some time, maybe we'll get into some of the misconceptions or confusion. But first, why do we pay taxes? Well, in a very practical sense, we pay taxes to support the government and what it provides us, right? Defense, protection through the military, the armed forces, all the different branches of government, all the civil servants on the federal, state, the local levels. Taxes pay for education. And there's several programs that offer welfare and support to many that need it. And, and there's a laundry list of things that taxes pay for. And we're not going to debate here as to what they are, what they should be, or what we shouldn't be paying for. But let's acknowledge, like, some of our tax dollars go to programs and people that, as Catholics, we probably shouldn't support. The same was true back 2,000 years ago in Jesus' time. In Mark 12, we hear this interaction with Jesus and some people that wanted to trap him. Right, uh, They sent some Pharisees and Herodians to him to ensnare him in his speech. They came and they said to him, Teacher, we know that you're a truthful man and that you are not concerned with anyone's opinion. You do not regard a person's status, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or should we not pay? Knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. They brought him one to him, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They replied to him, Caesar's. So Jesus said to them, Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. They were utterly amazed at him. Right? That's one of those scriptural mic drop moments, right? That Jesus had. I love them. Right? But this is, a, this is an important point for us to know. The Lord tells us to pay taxes, whether we agree with them or not. You know, all authority comes from God, even if it's being misused. And as Catholics, we need to pay our taxes and we need to vote. That's important. Our duty is to vote for people who will guard and defend God's order. I remember the 1938 Jimmy Stewart film. Now, I remember it because I've seen it a bunch of times. I wasn't alive in 1938. But there was a 1938 Jimmy Stewart film. I highly recommend it. It's great for the family. It's called You Can't Take It With You. And there's a scene where a tax agent comes to the house to confront the patriarch of the family. And he hasn't paid taxes in years. And the agent asks him, why don't you pay taxes? 
And the dad replies, I don't believe in them. And the agent continues to argue and says, well, you need to. You need to pay taxes because that's how we pay the president and the Senate and the Congress. And the father responds, not with my money. Right. It's a great scene. And that can clearly represent many of my own sentiments, you know, almost 90 years later. But the truth remains. The Lord told us, give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God's. The government can take our money, but the Lord wants our hearts. We belong to God. We must follow his direction. So let's talk about paying taxes. And I want to focus on a few different situations that many people face. The first one is cheating on your taxes. What is cheating on taxes? If you've ever had a good examination of conscience, if you've gotten a form like uh, preparing for confession, this might be on there. If you get a real thorough one, have you cheated on your taxes, right? So what is cheating on taxes? Cheating on taxes is when we make untrue claims. It's typically through stretching the truth. Sometimes it could be blatant lies, but it's typically through stretching the truth to avoid paying or at least reducing our tax bill. And unfortunately, I see this a lot. They've become a little less frequent with standard deductions increasing, but I see this with businesses and self-employed people all the time. It appears to be a common practice. And here's just a couple of examples. Uh, For work, I'm able to deduct my miles driven in my car for work. Instead of tracking how many miles we drive for work, we just deduct the amount of miles that we put on the car that year, knowing that it wasn't all work miles, right? That is cheating on your taxes. Or maybe you went to lunch with a friend and you use your business account to pay for lunch and you log it as work meeting or you call it networking or whatever. You throw a label on there and the purpose wasn't a work meeting or networking. It was just a normal lunch with a friend, but you label it that way so that you can take the deduction, Right, that's cheating on your taxes, and there's there's so many other several possible examples, and you know my point here is that sometimes, sometimes people will defer to their accountant's advice, but I see too many accountants helping clients pay less in taxes through dishonest practices. Right, I remember when my wife first started her business; she started business before I did. And I was looking for an account that could help us with the um, doing the taxes for the business. And I met this one account and he said, yeah, just I, I can help you. I can make all, you know, we can make it all go away so you don't owe anything. I was like, that's impossible. Like we're going to be making money. The, the goal is to make money and to provide for our family. There's going to be a tax bill. He's like, yeah, we can move stuff around and make it look like there wasn't anything. It's like, that's dishonest. Too many times I see accountants helping people or people deferring to their accounts and they'll make statements like this. I'm just doing what my accountant said I can. Or my accountant says everyone does this. Or my accountant said there's no chance that we'll get caught. Well, firstly, we can't unload our moral responsibility onto someone else. If we were looking at a a difficult pregnancy, let's say, and the doctor said, you can abort the baby. Would we do that? Because the doctor said we could. No, we would check with our conscience and the moral truths that we know to determine what we ought to do, right? So we can't just say, oh, my accountant's, my accountant's not good. Like, I, it sounds shady to me, but he said, hey, I can, so I'm doing it. Come on. 
Another reason I hear is, you know, everyone does this. Well, that's garbage. Think about anything in life. Just because everyone is doing it doesn't make it right. I mean, we tell that to our kids all the time, right? Now, just because your friends are doing that doesn't make it right. That that reason, it's one of the most juvenile and immature responses we could possibly have. Then the last one, there's little or no chance we get caught. That's like that line from, was it the Disney cartoon, Aladdin, when he's singing a song and he goes, you're only in trouble when you get caught. No, God sees it all. He sees our hearts. Don't risk being in trouble with God to save a few dollars on your taxes. It profits a man nothing to gain the whole world and lose his soul. But for a few dollars on your taxes, so don't be foolish. Be honest. Have integrity. Tell the truth. Here's another one that people are faced with, and that's not claiming all your income, right? Oh, yeah, no, they paid me in cash. They pay me in cash, right? I'm, I'm, it's great. Yeah, no, I, I, it's under the table. Come on. When the tax return asks, how much income do you have for the year? Don't lie. If you've been receiving cash, you still have to report it. It's income. Not reporting it, it's lying. It goes directly against the Eighth Commandment. And don't let your lack of diligence in keeping records be your pathetic excuse. Take the time, go back through everything, whether it's in Venmo, PayPal, you got text messages talking about the amount you're receiving from someone, emails, bank deposits to find it. I remember it was either last year or the year before, I heard a lot of people complaining because I think PayPal and Venmo, there was they were in the news that they were going to start reporting transactions over $600 to the IRS and people were furious. Why? Because they felt the government was kind of overreaching and looking into too much stuff, right? Ruining our privacy. And maybe that's true. But I think most people were upset because that their way that they thought they could hide money from having to report it, that this party was going to be over. And that they'd have to either report or find some other way to sneak. Don't lie. This is such a simple principle. You know, I see the same thing with people and car sales, at least in New Jersey. When you buy a car in New Jersey, you go to the, you know, if you buy it as a private sale, you go to the DMV and you have to register the vehicle. And on the form, the registration form, it asks, how much did you pay for the car? Because you need to pay the sales tax on the vehicle. A few years ago, I bought a car from a friend and it was $4,000. I paid him cash. And then I went to the DMV to register it. And there was a line that asks, how much did you pay? And then you calculate how much you pay in sales tax. And I was talking to a different friend who said, well, just write down that you paid a dollar. Then you'll only have to pay seven cents. I looked at him, but I paid $4,000. So I wrote down $4,000 and I had to pay $280 in taxes. Uh, would I have preferred to pay seven cents? Absolutely. But that wasn't the truth. And when I told my friend I put down 4000 and paid the 280 he said, you're an idiot. No one does that. Why would you do that? I told him, I'm someone who tells the truth. I want to live in the truth. In John 8, 31 to 32, Jesus says, If you remain in my word, you will be my disciples. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I want to be free. I want to be always in the truth. Now, I also want to say that it isn't holier to pay more in taxes than you should. Right? There's, there's no brownie points with the Lord by for overpaying your taxes, right? Like accurate records is what we should be doing. Truthful, accurate records. 
So we need to be diligent in our record keeping and be on top of your tax knowledge. I like working with a, an accountant as opposed to just doing my own taxes, right? An accountant, their job is to stay on top of tax law and help you guide you through where and what deductions you can honestly take. And if you don't have an honest accountant, then you need to fire them and find an honest one. But the beauty of working with a, a human accountant instead of software is they can know you. They can understand you at your goals, your priorities, and they can help you create a strategy to achieve them. Tax software, it's just going to ask you questions and follow its programming to come up with a completed and hopefully accurate tax return. Let me just give an example. Last year, we were completing our taxes and my accountant said, hey, if you put an additional $2,500 into your retirement account, you'll save about 800 bucks in taxes. Well, that's great. Software doesn't tell you that. It just completes what you did. There was a, another situation, it was a few years ago, and I forget what the line item was, but my accountant, we're going through it and he said, hey, do you have any expenses related to X? I told him, I, I don't think so. And then he explained X and turns out I did. And I, I kind of looked up real quick. I said, yeah, it was, it was that much. And he said, okay, if it's at least, I think the number might've been, you know, $500 or something. If it's at least $500, you'll get 250 off the taxes. So I kept looking through all my accounts and activity and I found it. Right when I find something like that that I'm putting in there, I screenshot. I've got a little folder and I just kind of paste everything in there. But it ended us. It ended up saving us two hundred fifty dollars, and that was great. Right, tax software. It's not going to do that. It's just going to say, "Hey, do you have any expenses related to X?" You enter no, or you click, you know, little question mark. Please explain X, and then your number falls short, and you just keep moving forward without the deduction, just because you don't have someone who's kind of pushing you to figure out. Hey, look further. It might look like this. It could be that. You know, so a live professional, I, I feel, will be worth their cost uh, if they are honest and smart. So if this little discussion on taxes is causing you maybe some minor irritation, maybe a lot of irritation, I use some strong words in here because some of it just blows my mind. We want to be people of truth, except when we're doing our taxes. Like, I, it just, some of this stuff really bothers me. And it's, it's a sin, right, when we lie on our taxes. So maybe this caused some irritation. Maybe it hit a nerve. I'm, I recommend you pray about it and ask the Lord to show you the truth in this. And if you have questions or you want to challenge me on something, I invite you to reach out to me. I'm happy to discuss your situation. I've got in the podcast episode description, there's a link that says, contact Paul. I would love, we can have a phone call, a free phone call. I am happy to just help and talk someone through something. Because my goal is to help people. Yes, help them with finances. But I also want to aid you in some way on your journey to heaven. And sometimes some of these things, right? It goes back to why I have this podcast. As Catholics, we're going to be faced with the same types of decisions that other people face, right? As Christians, we face the same types of decisions, financial decisions, tax decisions, that non-Christians face. And we might end up making the same types of decisions as them, but we should get there a different way. We have to, have to make decisions about things like this through our lens of our Catholic faith, through the lens of our goal is to be holy. It's to be a saint. It's to get to heaven. So I want to help you with that. It's not well, faith is a church. Taxes are, you know, once a year in April. No. 
our faith is always. We're constantly in pursuit of the Lord because he's constantly in pursuit of us. And we're called to be saints. We're called to be holy. So I want to help you. I want to help you in any way I can. Again, if you're challenged by this, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to you. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for joining me today. God bless. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.